0: Vietnamese author Dr. Nguyen Pan K Mai's second novel, Dust Child, tackles the subject of Amerasian children left behind when the American military left Vietnam in 1974. The novel follows the story of two sisters, Trung and Gin who became bar girls in Saigon, now Ho Chi Minh City, as well as those searching for the children or the parents in the present day. Her debut novel, The Mountains Sing, uh, was the first Vietnamese novel to be published in English to international acclaim. When Pan came, I will be at the Auckland Writers' Festival in May. Dust Child is informed, as was her previous book, by her work with Amerasians in Vietnam. Dr. Wen Phan Khe Mai joins me now. Hello.
1: Hi, Team, Thank you so much for having me on it, your show. Thank you so much.
0: It's a pleasure. Am I pronouncing your name correctly? Yes, you
1: say it like a Vietnamese. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you.
0: Tell me about your work with Amerasians. They are, in many ways, the forgotten people of the war.
1: Yes. So, um, I mean, I grew up with, uh, you know, Amerasians around me in the neighborhood, uh, in my neighborhood when I was a child, growing up in Bac Liu in southern Vietnam. So I always, um, you know, I, I saw the discrimination they faced because, you know, uh, to a lot of people, they they, you know, they were the children left behind by the invading American armies so that's why they were very much discriminated against so i always had sympathy for uh, empathy for them so in 2015 as um in my role as a, a journalist i was uh, helping uh, you know them the uh, unite with their American um, fathers so you know they uh, through my years of working with them I, I I see their courage their 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 amazing contribution to our society and you know not just their stories but the stories of their parents uh compared, compelled me to write this novel
0: how did you go
1: about reconnecting them um so in in 2015 um I read an article on the BBC that moved me really deeply um you know um it's about an an American veteran who was returning to Vietnam with an album of old photos looking for um the woman whom he once abandoned so I I then I I was shocked at like I w- I was shocked at the realization that um the um, that this man had little time left and uh, some of them were literally living with re- regrets and sorrow. So I reached out to an organization that uh, helped uh, facilitate the search. So I interviewed them and wrote about them on national newspapers. So, you know, with, with my journalism, as well as with real life searches, like, uh, for example, I asked people, for the addresses of their former vietnamese girlfriends Um, and then they i i went to um you know um, to those addresses so i asked for for the people so i uh, reconnected um, a few people and recently for example i facilitated you know, a reunion between an American veteran and his um, Vietnamese daughter who lives in uh, Binh Thuận, Vietnam. And the father didn't know that he had fathered a child in Vietnam. He went to Vietnam as, as a young man. And he when he left Vietnam, he he tried to put vietnam behind him because he was deeply traumatized and through vna testing the daughter found you know um found the the nephew of the father so i volunteered with two um two nonprofits um, set up by americans to to you know to help um, reconnect Family members. So um, I work with um, Americans in the U.S. as well as well as um, with Amerasians in Vietnam. And as I speak now, there are tens of thousands of of Amerasians who are uh, s- uh, searching for their family members, and and it's very painful. It's, it is heartbreaking. And personally, I witnessed, you know, f- few stories with happy endings, and um, I and that's that's why, you know, and but I also um, witness. You know, many magical stories, and you will see some of these uh, in my book.
0: Dan, which is a, a character in Dust Child, is such as you've just described an American soldier during the war who knowingly had fathered a child, uh, went back to America, didn't behave particularly well, he's the first to admit, returns to Vietnam with his wife. He's on a mission, his wife has no idea about this to begin with, he's on a mission to find the woman that he loved. She was a, a, a bar girl and he left her when she was pregnant. Um, I'm not going to go into how that turns out. But the people that you worked with, it's not always... A happily mutual reconciliation. Maybe some people don't want to be found, right?
1: Um, yes, some people don't want to be found. And you know, with this book, I um, I talk, I discuss the um, you know the ethics of um, the the ethical complications of the search for family members, because some of the women I spoke to who worked in the bars. Um, you know, they told me that they 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 didn't reveal their past with with other people because you know, um, the, the the Vietnamese society you know was very conservative and is still conservative today. So people looked down upon the the, the women who who worked in the bars and who were serving soldiers. So they were you know these women faced a lot of discrimination. So you know, some of the women I interviewed you know they 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 didn't reveal you know, uh, the truth to their family members. They wanted to protect themselves and protect their loved ones. But, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, these mothers, they do want to find their kids. So it's it's a very complex situation. And, you know, I, I want to say why I decided to write in the voice of an Amer- American man, because, you know, um, I have seen how many books written by Westerners, uh, especially, you know, male Western writers who have given the right to write in the voices of Vietnamese women. So I wanted to do the same with this book, you know. Um, I, I but also it's my intention to document comprehensively the experiences of americans and their family members including their fathers and i mean i you know like i have i, I have not found any novel that, that that talks about you know all these complications of family search you know um, involving americans in vietnam and the trauma and the kind of um, and the extent of the trauma that the parents and and, and the children, um, you know, have have had to deal to deal with, so I I wouldn't have been able to to write, you know, in the voice of Dan, the American veteran who is a former helicopter pilot, without my real life um, work with um, American veterans over the years. I began my career as a literary translator, so I translated a lot of. Um, Poetry and fiction from American veterans who, you know, lost their youth in Vietnam and who came back to the U.S. and and used the power of their pen to 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 you know to call for peace for Vietnam. So I translated quite a, quite a few American um, uh, veterans' writings uh, into Vietnamese, and I I facilitated you know poetry reading and. Uh, um literary exchanges and i accompanied them to their former battlefields and visits to their former enemies homes uh, so i i saw their tears i i i cried with them you know um so i my my pen carried their their you know their longing for peace and their, their longing to be healed their longing for reconciliation when i wrote this book
0: it's interesting that your book is more sympathetic towards americans and the American soldiers than it is towards the North Vietnamese who subsequently took over the whole country
1: oh no um i i I don't think so. I mean I try to be balanced on all uh, you know my the purpose of my book is to humanize um you know uh, people of all sides in my novel uh, there is um a northern Vietnamese um soldier who, um, you know, who fought as a communist soldier, and he appears in the novel as, uh, as someone who has lost his memory because of Alzheimer's, and, you know, he's deeply traumatized and he has no way, um, you know, uh, and it it is his um, son who speaks up against, you know, the, the trauma which has been silenced in Vietnam because, you know, the official viewpoint is that we won the war. So there's no trauma. So there's little acknowledgment of trauma. So the son of this northern Vietnamese soldier was saying, you know, my father needs help. Yet there has been little research done on PTSD and trauma in Vietnam. So that's why, you know, in there is a scene in the novel that I bring three sides of the war together, a northern Vietnamese soldier, a southern Vietnamese soldier and an American soldier, who meet in the home of this Northern, Ameri- uh, Northern Vietnamese soldier. And this is the uh, his son who translates for them and who bring their hands together and pray for them and pray for peace. So this novel is is my, my call for peace and for humans to love humans more.
0: And it's certainly true that we've heard a lot about PTSD on the part of the American soldiers, which of course you pay due attention to, in in the person of Dan, but we've heard a great deal less about PTSD in Vietnam, the long-term effects. Agent Orange, uh, quite a lot. Um, In your view, probably not enough. Is there an estimate of how many Amerasian children resulted from the Vietnam War?
1: Um, There is no no firm statistics, but, you know, there have been... um, essays written about, uh, um, you know, non-fiction essays about the number of Amerasians. So um, some essays say that there, there, there could be up to 100,000 of Amerasians, but, you know, there are for sure tens of thousands of them. So, um, you know, uh, with the implementation of the Amerasian Coming Act, uh, some Amerasians, uh, many Amerasians could uh, go to the U.S., um, but... Um, but some are still in vietnam uh, but even though you know the uh, americans could go to the us uh, many of them haven't succeeded in finding their parents so their search is still ongoing and um and you know i'm working with 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 a few nonprofits now in um, you know in raising awareness about uh, the urgency of of, of the search for family members of Amer- uh, of Americans because their parents are getting older because some of the, the fathers, like I said before, don't even know that they have children, you know, that they le- left behind in Vietnam. And Vietnamese mothers, some of them don't know the existence of DNA testing that could help them find their children. So uh,
0: an individual might be, you know living his life with his wife and his kids or whatever in the United States. How mm-hmm. how do you or how is he approached with the news that he has a child
1: in Vietnam? Um, you know, for for, mem- for many people, it's, it's a shocking realization because... And for disruptive. Example,
0: if- I mean, you've got a whole new family, you know as as your yes. character dan found his wife did not react well to the news
1: mm. so this is this is the, the um a major decision that people have to deal with in real life and and some some veterans um refuse to acknowledge that this is um, their child and they 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 think they are being scammed um so you know i have had real life situations where where i know that the veterans refuse to acknowledge you know the existence of their children even though the children you know also have their pictures and their dog tags you know because some 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 mothers still have records of the fathers uh, but some fathers refuse to acknowledge their children and um you know and also uh, some some parents have no knowledge so um Luckily, I've been working with veterans who have been very kind and accepting recently, like today, yesterday, there was a reunion of of an American veteran in Ohio with her, uh, with his daughter, who just united with him in Vietnam. So I translated their reunion on videos and helped them with, with his return to Vietnam to see her. So it was very emotional and you know um and 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 i think if american fathers know what their american children have had to go through they are very likely to accept them because they know that these 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 uh, american american people have gone through a lot and You know, and, um, you know, they are survivors in my book. They write, I write about Americans not as victims, but as artists, as survivors, as those, you know, who who help heal other people as well. Uh, So, you know, I think once uh, American uh, fathers get to know these stories, I think they uh, they could consider, you know. um, Yeah, but but I, I acknowledge this is a hard decision to make because it can have an impact on their family life. And yeah, so um, so it's a complicated situation. And, and you know, you, you talk about, you know, um, my depiction of the um, American veteran Dan in a novel. In a novel, I showed how PTSD and trauma affected him because he went to Vietnam as, as a very nice and romantic uh, man. But, you know, the violence that w- he was forced to be to be witnessing and to be a part of really transformed him. Um, So, you know, in in, in this novel, it's, you know, even though, you know, it's set in the modern day Vietnam, but it shows the long lasting impact of wars and armed conflicts on on people and their relations with their family members.
0: Of course, the musical Miss Saigon was set in 1975 and it featured an American soldier and a Vietnamese bar girl, interestingly, called Kim, which one of your bar girls adopts the name of. Um, how did you feel about the depictions in that? Because it was roundly criticised in some quarters, Miss Saigon.
1: Mm. I was actually talking to a Vietnamese man about Miss Saigon uh, today, and he told me he was very angry watching it because, you know, they are, only uh, very few Vietnamese characters in uh, depicted in Miss Saigon, and they are shown as very two dimensional. For example, you know, Kim, the 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 bad girl, needs a a white man to save her. You know, she would rather die than than being Vietnamese. And and actually, in my novel, uh, you know because kim is a popular uh, girl, name for a bad girl so jang uh, in my novel is the real name of the of 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 this woman and you know even though she's a bad girl she's a poet she um uh, you know she, she 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 tries to save her american boyfriend <laughs> instead of you know, waiting for her to save her, uh, waiting for him to save her. So, so my 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 representation of, of Vietnamese people really contradicts a lot of things in Miss Saigon. And also, you know, in Miss Saigon, there are two uh, Vietnamese uh, men male characters in them, and one of them, you know, is a pimp who sells you know um, Vietnamese women, uh, and and to, to 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 benefit you know from you know um, from uh you know he's he's being a pimp so he he he, he uh you know um he he makes uh, you know contracts with with different people so that he benefits from 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 these girls and there is one northern vietnamese uh, officer who's a baby killer so you know it's it's very you know it's very um so the vietnamese these two men don't have space you know to to show the humanity you know and 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 and, and i think that's unfair so that's why you know in my novel uh, you know, Vietnamese um, men appear as I know them, you know, they they are not perfect, but, you know, they are people who love their families, who would do anything for their families. And, you know, they also um, have their, their own trauma that they must deal with. Um, so, you know, um, in, in, in Das Chai, for example, I have this Vietnamese man named Thien who who talks back to the co- uh, colonizers. He, he has this to say about French uh, occupation of Vietnam. When France invaded Vietnam, we took the bread and made it better. So if you have eaten Vietnamese bánh mì, I hope <laughs> you agree with me that it's better than French sandwich. <laughs>
0: What's your story? You were born in North Vietnam and your family moved to the south, is that correct?
1: Yes. So when I was six years old, my family moved to South Vietnam. So I could not have written my, my my two novels, The Mountain Sing and "Dust Chai, without having lived in, in both parts of Vietnam. Because, you know, Vietnam was divided into two for more than 20 years by the war. So m- moving, you know, being a Northern Vietnamese and moving to South Vietnam, I felt like I was a refugee, so I was bullied. So that's why I had... A lot of empathy towards Amerasians who were being bullied, and I wanted
0: they, to. How did they know you were from the north?
1: Oh, because uh, northern Vietnamese uh, speak in a different dialect. You know, like we pronounce words differently. We uh, we we use different words, and also, you know, like um, I I I was from a countryside of. in know, I was from a small village. In North Vietnam, so the way we dressed were much more conservative, you know, in the South because of its um, close association with the West, you know, with the Americans. So people, you know, they were dresses, you know, they had their hair cut short and curved. Whereas, you know, Northerners, we were uh, at that time mostly, you know, uh, black pants and white shirt. And, you know, like we had our, um, you know, um, hair straight. So I I remember one of the first things my father did when you know my father was um a teacher who was sent to the south to by the government and then he came back home a few years later and he uprooted all of us and moved uh, us to the south because he said in the south the weather the weather is better it's better for us you know to work as as farmers as well because my my family you know my parents work as both teachers and farmers so we moved to the south and the first thing my father made me do was to cut my hair short so that I would fit into the south and I remember I had you know I and I had Really had my hair cut before and my hair was so long down to my waist and you know before taking the train to the south of vietnam my father sat me down on our front yard and he cut my hair so you know um it hung above my shoulders And I was crying so much because I had loved my hair. But my father was scorning me. He said, you have to have have your hair short so you would look like Southerners. And, you know, I, I was unhappy with him. But when I arrived in the South, then I knew I had to adapt quickly. Otherwise, I was bullied. I had to make myself look like Southerners. I was imitating the street sellers who were like walking by our house singing, you know, I oï không, I I was imitating, you know, their singing so that I could learn the Southern Vietnamese dialect. And I remember, you know, um when I got a scholarship to to Australia, um, you know, um my father, um, you know, saw me off to the train station and you know and um, you know a friend of mine from Saigon because I was studying in Saigon so a friend of mine had told me that she didn't like the people from the north because I spoke the, the perfect southern Vietnamese uh, dialect at that time and then she met my father at the train station when he saw me off so that I could catch the train to go to Hanoi and fly to Australia and he my father spoke the northern accent so my friend was shocked because only Then she knew I was from Northern Vietnam. Before that, she had had no idea because I had adopted the perfect Southern Vietnamese accent.
0: Hmm. You're still continuing your work on the part of Amerasians?
1: I'm sorry, what was the question again?
0: You're still continuing your work on behalf of the Amerasians?
1: Oh yes, definitely. Uh, you know, um, I write my book because um, I feel uh, they need to make uh, a so social impact. So recently, as part of my book tour in the U.S., I, I did a fundraiser event in Orange County uh, to raise funds for emigrations. So, so also to raise awareness about you know their longing for their family members and what the community can 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 do to to help them. So um, so um, tomorrow I will have an event. Um, You know, in Washington, D.C., when I'm also, you know, introducing the work of several nonprofits founded by Amerasians for which I volunteer. And we are helping to raise awareness within our Vietnamese community and a larger community about, you know, availability of DNA testing. So, for example, um, American veterans. Or veterans of other countries who have been to Vietnam can also have access to the DNA uh, testing in case they are wondering w- whether they have children in Vietnam.
0: Just for the record, dust child translates as bụi doi in Vietnamese. What exactly does it mean? Why are Amerasians called dust children?
1: Um. So um. The term "bụi đời" the dust of life applies to people who who are homeless, Uh, so it doesn't have to be to you know it's not specific Ah. to Americans. But a lot of Amerasians were abandoned by their parents, and or they grew up without their parents, so they were homeless. So they were called buidai. But actually, you know, anyone who are homeless are called Um So from the character in my novel, um, you know, um, was was abandoned at birth in front of an orphanage, and he he was raised by a kind Catholic nun. But because she died when he was uh, twelve years old, he has to be homeless, and people called him. Uh, even though his real name Nguyễn Tấn Phong means strength from thousands gusts of wind, so this this novel is um, you know is about the fact that form de- deserves love and respect, and that no one uh, is the children of the dust. What if
0: an AmerAsian is able to prove via indirect DNA testing? that they are the child of an american veteran but the veteran refuses to have dna tests done or refuses to have anything to do with the individual what happens then
1: oh there are many cases like that um um so then um i mean um when the Americans, when when anyone does DNA testing to be able to find their parents, they can submit the results, uh, the DNA results, to company who match, who, who match, who who can, who will try. To find, you know, matching with relatives. So if the Americans are lucky, they can find matching with, with, you know, their their relatives or their parents or their parents. So then they will uh, be able to contact the the parents. So in some cases, when they are contacted, you know, some fathers, some American fathers have uh, refused to to accept them. Uh, but um, so if they cannot find any matching then they will keep uh, waiting and and they will keep trying again so there are uh, several companies so people can have the dna test results submitted with uh with uh several companies um so um so i mean it may take time for family members to to come together you know in the most recent case i work with it it took uh, the admiration in vietnam 8 years to find his uh, her family members because you know in the first you know like uh, a few years ago she an- identified a relative in the US but the relative did not answer her um, her e- um her email and, and and phone calls so um so then she had to wait for another family member to to do the test to be able to contact them so you know um so so in that in that case you know like people can find each other through Um, different methods like if they have you know photos they can um, or they, they real life stories they can write about it or post about it on social media So, you know, um, so people find each other through stories or through pictures. But in a lot of cases, people find, and I think it's more ethical to find via DNA testing, because, you know, if if people find each other via DNA testing, they can decide um, whether they reunite or not. So because it's a complicated situation.
0: I suppose my question is, what happens when the American veteran or his family, but specifically the veteran himself, refuses all contact, does not want to know, is there some forcible extraction of of support from him?
1: Um, I don't think so. I mean, I haven't heard um, a case like that. And I mean, For the Americans that I know that are trying to find their parents, they want to be accepted. They want to know their heritage. They are not chasing the parents for money or for financial support, you know. Well, no, but they may
0: well need it. I mean, there's no reason why they wouldn't. And also they would need, they would want entry into the United States on that basis, would they not? Do they get that?
1: So for, for an Amerasian to, um, to gain entry into the U.S., so they have to submit their visa application uh, under the Amerasian Homecoming Act. Yeah. And if they, if they identify the father and if they can submit then the DNA test result that links to American veteran and get his military record, so there is an archive you know, and you can apply, you can get the military record of the father. And if they have that military record, they can uh, apply and they, they can submit that as part of their application. So, you know, um, normally if you get the father to support the visa application or the family of the father, then, you know, the the the. The visa application is processed very quickly. In case the the father's family is um you know um is rejecting to accept the emigration, then it's very difficult. But um it, but in my book, you know, I am stating the fact that you know like my emigration uh, character, he 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 realizes that um you know an cư lạc nghiệp, Uh, where where your family set is settled your career prospers so you know he he decides to reside in vietnam uh even though he began with wanting to go to the u.s but i mean you know the u.s is not a perfect place it's not like all Vietnamese want to leave Vietnam for the US. So you know, um, in a lot of cases, Amerasians want to find their their parents to know where they come from and understand the circumstances where the parents, uh, um, the circumstances in which the parents, you know, didn't did did not raise them. It's, It's not not, it's not always that they are looking to to leave Vietnam or looking for financial support.
0: Excellent to talk to you. Uh, Thank you for your time.
1: Thank you so much, Kim. It's an honor to to be uh, on your show today. And I look forward to seeing you in New Zealand. Uh
0: Uh-huh, because uh, Dr. Wen Pan k is coming in May for the Auckland Writers' Festival. She's the author most recently of Dust Child.